Welcome to Pathway to Faith with Bishop Steve Howe. Turn your expectations high as you receive the word from our man of God. Prepare yourself to hear a life-changing message. Let's tune in now. The title of the message is, Is It Too Late? And so uh, I shared it with this great man of God, and he said, it's too late. And I said, I said, ah, I said, man, that's bold. He said, well, with everything you said to me, he said, I'm preaching this Sunday. It's too late. I mean, he said, it's too late. He said, too late. And, And my message was, is it too late? So he took what I said and said, it's too late. I said, well, why are you preaching? It's too late. It's too late. I'm preaching. Is it too late? And he's preaching too late. So. Yeah, which is it? Well, if you were where he was preaching, it's too late. (laughs) But being that he's in another state. But in Kansas City, I'm not that bold. So I said, is it too late? So he kept talking. And I kept listening, and he said some profound things. He said, I asked him the question. I said, why are people staying home from church? This this is a man of God. It's good to have real men of God in your life. He said, he said, some are staying home because of a spirit of fear. And then he said, some are staying home. He said, the majority of them are staying home because they have yielded to a spirit, a seducing spirit of deception. He said, nothing's wrong with them. They just have embraced a seducing spirit that is making them feel like they're okay not coming to the house of God. He said, in reality, he said, they have backslidden. He said, but they don't know it because they have embraced a spirit of deception. How can you be all right not coming to the house of God unless you're believing a lie? Oh, Jesus. And so I took the liberties. If they would so graciously, I know I'm putting the video department on the spot. But can you go to 1 Timothy chapter 4? 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 1. Would that be asking too much? And I do. We all appreciate your labors of love. It's on the screen. Can you all see it? Would you all please stand respecting the word of God? And for some, this will be the first time this week you've read a verse of scripture. But let's do it anyway. Ready? Read. Now, hold hold on, hold on. We're going to read it again. But you're going to read it loud so the person next to you who really need to know this, you already know it. 
But the person next to you or somebody on your road, they really need to know this. Because these are perilous times in which we're living. And the word of God declared that there will be a falling away. And people are falling away. Are you listening to me? They don't know that they are falling away or have fallen away because it is a spirit of deception. And deception works on you slowly. 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 Any of you ever flown in an airplane from one city to another? Have you ever noticed that uh, the plane can take off going north? But the direction that you need to go is west. And while you're up there slowly but surely, that plane starts to turn. You can't feel it because the pilot is turning that big old monstrosity. He's turning it very slow. And the only way you can know that that plane is turning, if you look outside, if it's clear enough where you can see the sun. And so the sun starts to move to a different direction which is letting you know that you're moving in a different direction. Are you all listening to me? Well, it's the same in the natural world. Things are turning. But unless you can look outside with spiritual eyes and see that the sun is moving in a different direction to let you know that the world, as we know it, is shifting. You will think You're going one way only to discover you're going another way. And that's what's happening to the saints of God who are staying at home when they should be at church. The thing is shifting. But because you cannot see spiritually, you think you're okay and still going the same direction. Are you all with me? Read it to your neighbor. Ready? Read. Verse number two. Verse number three. Amen. You know, we can go on, but I'm hearing several different languages. Uh, just, just have a seat. Hopefully one of those languages you were able to understand. Now I ask you to sit down for a moment because I want you to hear it, I think, in a more clarified way in the Message Bible. Same chapter, same verses of Scripture, But this is the message Bible. The spirit makes it clear that as time goes on, some are going to give up on the faith. 
See, they're at home still thinking they're in the faith. Not realizing that if they were still in the faith, they would be in the house of God. But this deceiving spirit that has settled in the earth is not only in the earth, it's in the church. Are you listening to me? At one, listen to me good. At one time, you couldn't think of not coming to church, praising God with other believers. Sometimes that was the thing that gave you the, the fuel for, to face another week is to look over at another child of God, praising God, and it inspired you to praise God. Why? Because God so set this thing up that we need one another. But now this spirit is telling you that you are all right by yourself, locked up in your house. Now, you know, it's a lying spirit because you don't yield to that spirit when it comes to going to work on Monday. Whatever you thought on Sunday, you don't think it on Monday. Whatever stopped you on Sunday didn't stop you on Monday. And so I go on record to say it is not God that is saying don't assemble. And let me help these major news networks. It is not God. You're blaming it on God, these killings and these storms. But that's not God. God is not in the killing business. God is not sending these storms to kill people. These things are happening because of sin. Are you all listening to me? Put the verse back up, please. Some are going to give up on the faith and chase after demonic illusions put forth by professional liars. They're not just liars, they're professionals. They've done it so much and so long, they're good at it. These liars have lied so well and for so long that they've lost their capacity for truth. We're living in that day. And there is no humanly way possible that you can stay on fire for God and you watch more news than you do reading your Bible. Something's wrong if you can quote Don Lemons better you can quote Jesus. Next verse, please. These liars have lied so well and for so long that they have lost their capacity for truth. I'm going to drop down to a few more verses. Number six, it says, you've been Harvest Church and our E-Church. You have been raised on the message of faith. Come on, say it with me. I have been raised. I have been raised. I have been fed. I have been taught. On the message of faith. We're not hoping so. We're not thinking so. 
We know so. Why? We've been raised on the message of faith. For we walk by faith and not by sight. And have followed sound teaching from Pastor Steve Howe. Now, those messages that I've taught you for 30 something years, I charge you today to pass on the counsel of the following of Jesus. Pass on this counsel to the followers of Jesus there, and you will be a good servant. Of Jesus Christ. Next verse says, stay clear of silly stories that get dressed up as religion. Say believers are at church. Ooh, Jesus. Ooh, Jesus. Stay clear of silly stories that get dressed up as religion. Exercise daily in God. No spiritually flabbiness, please. Work out in the gymnasium are useful. But a disciplined life in God is far more so. Making you fit. Both today and forever. Can somebody say amen, amen to the reading of the word of God? I shared with this couple of men of God that I was amazed as to how many people who are staying away from the house of God get this. Because they are offended. Only for me to discover that it's happened even in this church. People said during the pandemic, they didn't get a call. And all I went through, I didn't get a call. Now, some of you know, I sat in my office days at a time. I called Hundreds of people. And some of you didn't get a call. It's not my fault. You, you changed your number and you didn't tell me. Or you gave us the wrong number out the gate. And then some of you, my wife, and some of you I called, your, your uh, mailbox said, fool. And then some of you, I called you on my personal phone and your phone said, we don't take private numbers. So I had to wait till I got to church to call you and I did. But you mean to tell me you're, you're at home and could be at church because you're offended because nobody called you? Why didn't you call the church? And tell us that you were okay. That's what a spiritual person would have done. You mean that's all it took from the devil? To get you disconnected from your church and your man of God is a phone call? 
And then some of you, after you got my call, you called other members of the church and said, Pastor called me. Did he call you? And you didn't mean any harm, but you failed to consider. Are they spiritual enough that when you ask them and they discover you got a call and they didn't, are they spiritual enough to still stay anchored? So instead of staying anchored, they got offended. And so this preacher, he helped me immensely. He said, Pastor Halp, he said, I understand as a pastor, I'm a pastor. And, and, and I, I know how we can hold things and say we're, you know, we're okay, but we're holding it. He said, man, don't let your heart be hurt over this. He said, he, he said hear me good, Pastor Halp. He said, if they can be offended, he said, they will find, if it's not that, they'll find something else. He said, the reason they got offended, oh, God, this helped me. He said, you didn't know it, but God knew it. He said, they were already on the fence before the pandemic hit. They were already vacillating in their hearts before the pandemic hit. And when the pandemic hit and you didn't respond to them like their carnal minds thought you should, they took that as an opportunity to really do what was in their hearts. Oh, Jesus. So with everything that's happening, can I just have, I got 17 minutes, can I just take five of them? Go, if you would, to the book of beginnings. Is it too late? I'm 68 years old, and I know I don't look 68. Everybody tell me I don't. If I'd go out and buy me a wig, I probably could really. I don't be laughing at me. Everybody else buying one. All the preachers you see on TV, you think got a full head of hair. They... I'm going to bust out here one of these days on you all. And y'all better act right, too. <laughs> In Genesis chapter 6, I'm 68 years old. And the reason I'm saying some of the things that I'm saying is because nobody's preaching today about holy living. And I was sharing with this man of God that people and preachers are not majoring on truth. They're majoring on what they think will be an attraction. And my heart goes out to this younger generation. The reason is, is many of them think they know so much that they're not listening to the senior general. And so they have these, they have these lightweight uh, philosophies. They, they have these, these milkshake sermons that the flesh loves. 
And because they're hearing these messages over and over and over, like you're going to be all right and you're going to be all right. You're not going to be all right if you don't change. You're not helping people to tell them that they're going to be all right if they're going the wrong direction. Oh, I, I just I know they're going the wrong way, but I, I just don't want to hurt their feelings. Well, if you don't correct them, they're going to hurt more than just their feelings. And you really don't love the people because if you did, you would be bold enough to tell them the truth. And so a large crowd don't mean anything. You all heard me say it. A woman with a baby and a woman with a tumor look the same. Come on now. It's not natural to have a big belly. That's not natural. Are you listening to me? And I've learned as a man, you know, you know, if you think somebody's pregnant, don't it's best just to be quiet. Come on now. Don't leave me hanging. You know, walking up on somebody talking about when the baby do. And she looking like at you, you know, like, ain't no baby here. Come on, come on now. A woman with a tumor and a woman with a baby look the same. And they both are growing something. So just because something is a large crowd doesn't mean it's God. Jesus had a large crowd. Then he messed up one day at the service and started speaking about eating his flesh and drinking his blood. And the Bible said many of them followed him no more. He messed around and said something that they didn't like. And they left him. The Bible says wide is the gate. And many are going to find it. But narrow is the gate that leads to eternal life. This is a lying spirit that is in the church. That tells people living in sin That somehow God has sanctioned it and it's okay. If you are a child of God, you should not be practicing sin. And if you are practicing sin and it doesn't bother you, you need to check out your spiritual condition. Can somebody say amen? Is it too late? I said, is it too late? Put, put up my three nuggets and I'll, I'll just back out. Just, just put, up, put up my three nuggets. Don't, don't want to lose my reputation as the nugget man. Ready? Read. Okay, you can't see on there. It says, I believe. It's, it's, a, little, uh, it's a little off center. But it doesn't say believe. It says, I believe. Ready? Read. Now, now, hold on. You don't have to take that as gospel. Th- that I is not in the Bible. That's, my, my, that's, that's me talking. And I'm saying, I believe. I believe that every believer is going to be raptured. And I believe the rapture is coming very, very soon. But I believe every believer 
is going to be raptured. Now, I know, I know some of you watch me, and I know preachers all around the world, they listen to me and take my messages, and maybe this is stumbling you, but I, but I, won't, I won't take it back. I really believe that every believer will be raptured. And then I didn't leave you hanging. I said, because, why? The rapture is for believers. If the rapture is for believers and I'm a believer, I can't be left behind. Now, are people going to be left during the rapture? The Bible says they are, but not believers. Come on now. Are, are there going to be people who are going to be left behind when the rapture happens? The Bible calls it a catching away. Yes, certainly they are. But not believers. Because the rapture is for believers. And I'm a believer. Are you listening? I'm not Baptist. I'm not Methodist. I'm not in. I'm a believer. I believe in Jesus. And because I believe in him, I live for him. And the Bible says that God is going to come back for believers. Good God of mercy. Are there any believers who are listening to me today? He's not coming back for religious people. He's coming back for believers. He's not coming back for churchgoers. He's coming back. For believers. I'm not a doubter. I'm a believer. Good God of mercy. And the Bible says that God is coming back for believers. For the dead in Christ shall rise first. And we which are alive and remain shall be. If you're a believer. And you can have faithful church attendance and not be a believer. You can sing the songs and not be a believer. You can sing and shout and not be a believer. Why? Because a real believer is not worried. Why? Because a real believer knows that whatever is happening in their life, Good or bad, God is going to work it all together for them that are believers. Nugget number two. Nugget number two. God's mercy will be extended to the weak. I believe that God's mercy will be extended to the weakest saint. Or let me put it a better way, to the weakest believer. You might be stronger than me, but I still believe. Ooh, Jesus. Can you look at somebody and say, you might be stronger than me, but I am still a believer. Last nugget, please. Nugget number three. Put that up. In the preparation for the flood, God is giving the people ample opportunity. 
Ooh, Jesus. I don't have time, but in your study time, just look at verse 6, chapter 6, I'm sorry. Look, look at chapter 6. Somebody is watching me around the world, and um, I want you to know that it's not too late for you to get on the ark. Uh, the door to the ark is not closed yet, but any day now, I said any day now, in Genesis chapter number six, look at verse number 13, and God said to Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me. For the earth is filled with violence. For the earth is filled with violence. Through them and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and outside with pitch. And this is how you shall make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits. It's width 50 cubits. And it's height 30 cubits. You shall make a window for the ark. Let me park. You shall make what? You shall make what? Notice that window is singular. He told Noah, you shall make what? A, not windows, but a window. The Old Testament is types and shadows. That window represented Christ. That the only way through the Father is not through windows, but a window. You're going to be, this, this ark was massive. But this massive ark only had one window. So Noah was given instructions to how to build the ark. In chapter 7 of the same book, Noah was given instructions as to when and how he was to bring his family into the ark. And all of the animals, I don't have time. But in your study time in chapter 7, you're going to discover that all of the animals, they came into the ark. Noah didn't go out and get the animals. Somebody better help me preach. Noah didn't go out and get the animals. The animals freely came. Why? Because God called them. Somebody got to get happy this morning that God called you 
everybody in the club getting down and you're the only one who heard his voice. Oh, Jesus. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 6, the reason God called Noah is because Noah found favor. He found favor with God. Where's Brother Rollins? Yeah, he's the cameraman. And in your, in your uh, poem, you talked about me being raised in a shack and talk about I was raised in a house with no running water and never had electricity. And when I went to school, kids made fun of me because I had holes in my shoes and holes in my clothes. And in the wintertime, I wore girls' coats and girls' blouses trying to stay warm. And people were laughing at me. But while they were laughing... They didn't have a clue that God had favored me. No, no, you're not getting it. I was favored with holes in my shoes. I was favored with no food in the house. Today is just a manifestation of staying in the process and in the favor of Almighty God. Somebody shout just for about 10 seconds. Just give him praise. Now, now, now get a hold of this, please. Have a seat for just a second. Why did God favor Noah? Did he favor him because he walked with God? Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, he favored me because he walked with him. But he also favored him because Abraham, I mean, uh, Noah was a man of faith. Come on now, this is going to help you. God told Noah to build an ark. Do you realize the faith it took? For him to start building a boat on dry land? Do you realize the risk he had to take looking like a fool? For them people to see him day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, building a boat on dry land. And then, say then, after he built the boat, God waited, read your Bible, seven more days. And I'm saying to those of you who are watching me, the boat is built. But God is waiting seven more seconds. He's waiting seven more minutes for you make up your mind to do the right thing. And I believe, contrary to popular belief, from some theologians, mother, I believe those seven days that every person in that city, if they'd have came to the boat and came in, God would have received them. And I'm saying today that the boat is built. It's got one window, Jesus. 
and it's got one door, Jesus. And before it closes, you can get in. I don't care what you've done. Get in. I don't care who talked about you. Get in. Get up out of your house. Put on your clothes and come to the house of God. Get in. Somebody shout, it's not too late. Somebody shout, get in. Now you can look at me funny. Some of you thought, oh, that's just pastor coming out today. But the day when I came out, I had a divine mandate. And the word that I'm speaking to you today is a prophetic word. And that is get in. Because the day is soon to come. Just like in the days of Noah. And when you read your Bible, you'll discover that Noah did not close the door. Read your Bible. Because if Noah closed the door, Noah could have. Can you imagine all those people banging on that door when that water started to come and it started to get up to their kneecaps and, and high and they're running and knocking? But Noah, no matter if his heart got in the way, he couldn't open the door. And the reason he couldn't open it is because he didn't close it. And this door, Jesus, that I am talking to you about today is going to close but your pastor is not going to close it. Let me help you now in a more contemporary sense. Can't you see the signs? It's snowing in places. It's never snowed. Can't you read the signs? They're having tornadoes in December. The earth is trying to tell you that the coming of the Lord is right at the door. It's also a sign that the door is still open. If you can hear me today, the door is still open. And he that hath an ear, let him hear. There ain't nothing worth you involved in is worth you missing heaven. You're going to miss heaven over some Jezebel? Every woman on your job like you because they don't know you. When you go to work, that ain't all of you. That's why they like you. If your wife is still staying with you after all these years, you better hold on to her because she know you. Yeah. 
going to run off with some woman, some man that don't know you. Talking about you pretty. Everybody's pretty when they go to work. You better not mess with me today. Everybody who you think's pretty. Have you ever seen them in the morning? Everybody who you think is beautiful. Have you ever seen them in the morning? Have you ever seen her without her eyelashes? Talking about you the prettiest thing I've ever seen. Have you ever seen him in the morning before he brushes or comb his hair? Well, you don't have to do that today and be cute. Are you, are you all listening to me? They said under this pandemic, there's been more divorces. I know I'm going to make some of you mad, but if you're a born again Christian, there's no way in the world y'all can get a divorce. Unless somebody get out of the love walk. Somebody or both of you have to get out of the love walk for your marriage to be dissolved. Why? Because the Bible says love never fails. Come, come on here. Yeah, you, you come. The, the only way you can leave her is if you stop praying. It's the only way you can leave her. You have to stop praying. You have to stop praying long enough to become carnal. And when you become carnal, you think just like the world. You don't do what I like, when I like it, how long I like it, and they all the other. I'll, put, I'll, I'll set you aside and get me another model. That's the world. But if you stay on your face and stay on your knees, whatever she's not, God will either change her or give you the strength to deal with it. Because those that God has put together, let no man come along and try to divide you. And any marriage that has been ordained in heaven, Satan hates it. And I've said it before. Some of you are considering divorce. The reason the devil is fighting you, it don't have nothing to do with you. It don't have nothing to do with your spouse. It has something to do with that child you done birthed into this earth who got a call of God on his life and God want to mess you up so you can mess the child up. God brought you all together for something bigger than just the two of you. And you're going to mess it all up because you refuse to pray. And don't you tell me God is telling you to leave your husband or to leave your wife when you say you're talking to God. Because if you talk to God, God will show you a way to make that thing work. You talk about trouble. Every marriage have trouble. I thank you, Minister Rollins, for that beautiful poem. I mean, the poem was beautiful. It sounded real good. But if we don't have it, we don't have enough time to talk about it. There's been some issues in 27 years. There's been some battles in 27 years. There's been some strong misunderstandings in 27 years. And the devil has always given an opportunity to walk out.
Anybody can quit. You can leave your wife. You can leave your husband. And whoever you marry, there's going to be trouble. That pretty woman, that handsome man you done left your spouse for. After the honeymoon and you wake up and see her eyelashes and her hips and other stuff on the dresser. And you discover that the BMW that he's been picking you up with belongs to his mama. You're never going to find somebody and marry them and not have trouble. The key is, will you remain spiritual enough to plow through whatever the devil throw at you? Oh, Jesus. How did I get over there? I said, how did I get over there? This ark was 450 feet long. This ark had three decks. Three. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Won't get into that. The symbolic meanings. But I close on this. I'm a Baptist boy, so I get three closings. This is my first one. What kind of faith did it take on Noah's part to hear the instructions of God that do not make natural sense? Telling him that it's going to rain. Realizing that Noah didn't even really know what rain meant because up to that point it had never rained. The vegetation was watered in the nighttime in the early morning with the dew rising from the ground. And God has given him instructions water is not going to come from the ground but from the sky. Ah, hold on. Because God spoke to Noah, not his wife, nor his children. So Noah believed God and the family believed him. I'm backing out of this door. That's, can you handle this? That's why it's a dangerous thing for a woman to bring her family to church. The man is supposed to bring, not send. The man is supposed to bring his family to church. He brings his family to church, teaching the family to thank God. He's teaching them to say, thank you, God, because he's saying the roof that is over our family's head, it didn't come from me. It came from him. The food that's on the table didn't come from your daddy. It came from Father God. He 
He's, he's the teacher's family. So that when he dies, his children will know how to stay in line with the faith. Are you all listening to me? I said, are you all, all of you, are you listening to me? And so at 900, say 900, 950 years old, Noah dies. And you talking about 70 years. Talking about 80 years, you got enough. How old are you now, mother? 89. You, 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 you just, you don't even know water's wet yet. Noah lived 950 years. Are you all listening to me? Please stand. You have from the youngest child in here to the adolescents, to the teenager that are here and are listening to me around the world, to every adult, how old or how young, you have today, say today. You have today been divinely warned. Choose you this day. You don't hear that much because people go to church now to feel good. And preachers major on feel-good messages. But you've been divinely warned today. Heads are bowed. Eyes are closed. You can stand there and be as stubborn as a mule if you want to. And you can act like what I preached today, you didn't hear it, but you did. And because you heard it, you're going to be judged for it. And you can go out and be a stubborn, rebellious mule, and you can continue to do whatever you want to do. Yes, you can. But today, you have been divinely warned. You've been divinely warned that divorce is not the answer to your predicament. And that woman, that man who's caught your eye. That Jezebel that's trying to seduce you or have. That slick guy. That cool brother with that smooth operator line. That's trying to draw you away from your husband and your family. You have been divinely warned today that if you leave her it's a trick if you leave him it's a trick if you walk out on your family it's a trick from the devil if you leave where God has planted you you will soon discover and it won't take long when you leave that you have been satanically seduced. And trouble 
real trouble is on the horizon because sin has to be judged. You have been divinely warned today. So today, choose. For the rest of your life, choose who you're going to serve. And God has given all of us a right to choose. If you choose God, then my response to you would be, then get all the way in. And if you reject God, then get out there and go for all the gusto you can get because of all the heaven you are ever going to experience. <laughs> Moses said, who's on the Lord's side? He said, come over here where I am. Do you know some of them nuts didn't go over there where Moses was? They were saying, we're not on your side, Moses, and we're not on the side of God. And they didn't have a clue that after they made their decision and those who made the wrong decision, the Bible said the ground opened up and swallowed them up. I'm telling you today, you don't want to face the things that are on the horizon that happen in the earth without having God on your side. Wow, what an amazing message. Thank you for listening to our Pathway to Faith broadcast. If you're ever in the Kansas City metro area, join Bishop and Dr. Howe at Harvest Church International Outreach, 4300 North Corrington Avenue, Kansas City, Missouri, 64117. Or catch our services live online at www.harvestchurchkc.org. Be blessed.